Searchlight Rainbow Conversations with Tony and Jasper on Bay FM 100.3. Welcome to Searchlight Rainbow Conversations on Bay FM 100.3. My name is Tony. And I'm Jazz. Searchlight Rainbow Conversations is an all-inclusive program that looks at topics around the LGBTIQAP plus community. Or as we say, Rainbow, it's a bit less of a mouthful. It really is. And tonight's topic is not just for the Rainbow community, but important for every single person. Tonight, we are again looking at mental health and suicide prevention via Are You OK Day. You probably know about Are You OK Day, the National Day of Action, when we remind Australians that every day is the day to ask, Are You OK? and start a meaningful conversation whenever they spot signs that someone they care about might be struggling with life. Tonight we'll be speaking with Are You OK Day ambassador, registered psychologist and local musician Aislinn Sharp to explore the wide range of services connected with this important day. And later in the program, we'll be talking with Zed from LGBTQI Plus Health Australia about the peer-to-peer support program QLife. If you would like to join in the conversation tonight, you are certainly welcome to do so. You can send in any questions or comments to the Bay FM dedicated SMS line on 0468861003. And we can include it in the program this evening and you can remain anonymous if you would like to. That number again is 0468861003. We would like to let you know that some of the content in tonight's conversation might be confronting for people affected by suicide or suffering from compromised mental health. If you need to talk to someone, we encourage you to reach out for help. The episode will go up on the podcast and you can listen to it later. But if you need help, we encourage you to reach out. You can call Lifeline right now on 13 11 14. They're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. For a more rainbow-specific support, you can call Q Life on 1800 184 527. They're available from 3 p.m. to midnight every day of the week, and they also offer a web chat option if you're more comfortable messaging rather than talking. Just head to qlife.org.au. I'll give you their number again. That's 1800 184. Five two seven for Q Life, and you can also find so much useful information on the Are You Okay website. If you are helping someone you feel is not okay, or for a list of other support services, head to their excellent website, areyouok.org.au. It's four letters: areyouok.org.au. The aim for tonight's program is to shine a light on the issue of mental health and show that we, if we look out for each other, we can put an end to the stigma around suicide. The Are You OK motto is, a conversation can save a life. And this is Searchlight Rainbow Conversations on Bay FM 100.3, where you really will find 
more than just great music. You're listening to Searchlight on Bay FM 100.3. Thank you for joining us tonight on Rainbow Conversations right here on Bay FM 100.3. And we're joined in the studio by our first guest this evening. We have an Australian singer-songwriter and registered psychologist and ambassador for Are You OK? Please welcome to the Rainbow Conversations, Aislinn Sharp. Yay! <laughs> thank you. Nice to see you, Jazz and, and Tony. Thanks for having me. It's oh. an absolute pleasure, and thanks for you know coming out on a, a Monday night and chatting with us. It's I guess the the job never finishes for you, does it? It's just there's there's so much to do. Yeah, well, uh, we're going to be talking about Are You OK Day, mm-hmm. which is coming up on Thursday the 8th of September. So this really is campaign season for us as ambassadors. So I'm really excited to be talking about this. And while we're talking about your ambassadorship, what does that actually entail? So I think to be an ambassador for any organisational brand, it's really important to know what their values are how they were founded and to show that you're in alignment with it. So I guess it's the same if you go for a job. It's really important to know what the values are of the organisation, their mission statement, their about section. And so for me, what drew me to Are You OK was from being a musician. So I studied at the Queensland Conservatorium and what I found is that no one talked about performance anxiety and it's something that I experienced and was very normal. And I thought, how come we don't talk about it? And so then that led me to think, well, is this a gap in research and practice that there could be someone? So then that led me to start studying psych after music. And then from that, um, obviously for me, the metaphor is, well, an athlete has a sports psychologist that's so physical compared to music, which to me is quite emotional. And yet research acknowledges that for an elite level, there is peak performance to do with mental process. So I'm like, well, how come music's so emotional and yet we get nothing? <laughs> so so that's what led me. So that's what I put in my Are You OK um, application was I, I think it's okay to talk about performance anxiety and that's what I teach now. Um, I've come up with a, a workshop that I work with music students but also it's okay to talk when you're not okay. So any any topic, it's okay. And so to me that was the alignment and what drew me to them to want to be an ambassador. That You just said so many really practical and wonderful things and it's so true. We know that the music industry is not immune to mental health issues Mm -hmm. and performance anxiety like uh, Van Morrison didn't he quit music for at least a decade because he had so much performance anxiety and he had to start from scratch go back to the pubs and do all Mm. do it all again so at every level you're still struggling with performance anxiety and everything like that that your program, my goodness, I bet you the con is reaching out to you. Well, I'm part of it now. So that was that was the full 360 moment for me, so to speak, was to go through my training to become a psychologist and then to come up with a workshop and to go back to them like a sole trader and say, hey, I've developed this. Can I be part of it? And so, so yeah. I've done that. And so I, I think what's normal for any human and is emotions it's part of the human condition and that's where the brain will naturally go with emotions like people will more likely feel an emotion what we usually struggle with is the prefrontal cortex of them being able to articulate in words and to think through what is the emotional experience and that's why it's hard we need language and we need skills and so that's yeah tools in the toolbox 
So I think, yeah, it, so whether you are famous or not, like whatever level, when you speak of levels like mm. Van Morrison, I don't. I think regardless, we're all humans and we will all have an emotional experience. So we all need the opportunity to be able to have space to talk about all emotions. And so another passion of mine is emotional intelligence, which is about emotions are not right or wrong, good or bad. It's simply giving you data about your experience. And so that can actually be helpful. So for example, with performance anxiety, you can say, well, what is it saying to you? If you make space to listen to it, is it saying, hey, have you practiced that difficult section enough? Do you have enough reads? Do you have your music? Do you know where you're going? All, all those have things. Have you done your so, warm-ups? Have you, yeah. That's right. So there can be some really practical things. And it's just when it becomes irrational that then you might say, well, do you need further therapy or mm. things beyond that? But I think initially making space for it, even um, I've worked with students who have struggled with their assignments. And so I might say to them after a semester that hasn't gone so well, so when did you first get those uncomfortable feelings that maybe something wasn't right? And it's usually not week 13 at the end of semester. It's like, oh, maybe week one and two. So what I tried to encourage them to do is the same as, are you okay? How can we make a safe space in those initial stages that you feel comfortable to say, hey, I'm not okay with this assignment or I don't know how to do my reference list or I don't know how to find library articles <laughs> if you make it safe. And to encourage seeking help behaviours no matter what the conversation is, to actually use all of our emotions to, to function and to live well. And you're not just use it for that one you know, extreme case, but use it for everything in that way. It's natural behaviour. Yes. Yeah, right. and, and I guess, with, so with Are You Okay, it is not when someone's in an actual crisis, you're not asking them, are you okay? You're calling triple zero. You know, yes. Yeah. And so that's the difference with are you okay? It's meant to be when you see in those early stages, and I, I heard in your intro, when you first notice that someone might not be okay, how can you reach out to them then? Because are you okay's theme this year is about you don't need to have qualifications to have this conversation. Yep. And so if you do it in those early stages, you're a friend, you're a support, you're a peer. And so it's just about having a conversation, to listen without judgment, encourage action. So to me, the metaphor is you're walking alongside them. You, you're not trying to fix them. You're not trying to tell them what they need to do. It's empowering them to go, for example, like if I'm struggling with student finances, then maybe the welfare offer is the appropriate connection to help them. Or maybe it's mental health. Maybe it's a counsellor. So I think it's all about what are they needing help with. And then the fourth step is about check-in. So it's not just a one-off conversation, that they feel supported, that maybe things have changed and you can continue to help them. And that's what I've given you today yeah. on the cards is it talks through those four steps. So a lot of people don't know, are you okay? It's actually a four-step process to reach out and have an are you okay conversation. And I did post that on the Facebook, uh, the Instagram this morning, The um, those four steps. And it's just it's so easy. It's, it makes so much sense when you when you see yeah. it laid out like that. I do love the simplicity of the Are You OK brand. And it's and I love that it comes at suicide prevention from the point of view of help, of getting everyone to help people. It's just, it's so simple and it works so well. And I think that's why it has been so successful and has made so much change in a relatively short amount of time. I, I agree that it's the early intervention so that obviously if it were the other end that it's a crisis and yes, you need health qualifications, it's complex. But at this early stage, I agree that potentially all of us have this network of people around us and if every person was able to connect with every network, then hopefully that would mean every single person had someone that could you know, connect mm. with them and to reach out if they were struggling. And 
Are You Okay? It's very simple, but also it's so detailed. Like the resources on the website, areyouokay.org.au, it's so comprehensive. Every step of the way, are you going to ask someone if they're okay? Well, this is what you need to be, you know, uh, I've got it written down. Um, are you ready to ask? What's your mindset? What's mm. their mindset? Have you chosen the right situation for them to be comfortable? Don't ask them in a crowd at a party. You know, just get them one-on-one. Let them know you care. That's what I sort of got the gist of it from. It's just letting people know that you care and you are concerned. You see the change in behaviour. If you didn't care, you wouldn't notice the change in behaviour. So it's just such a beautiful campaign. It's like if everyone checks in with everyone else, then the statistics will be lowered. And when the statistics are double the national road toll for traffic accidents, my goodness, can we all do something? Can we all do something now? There should be more of an outrage. There should be more more people. That that was, yeah, the first time we had this conversation on suicide prevention on on Searchlight, I was like, why is is there not more being done about this? And Mm. it's... It's amazing that there's not more, but I really do love this organisation for do, you know really tackling mm. it. And I like what she pointed out as well, Tony, that it's not just the four steps, yeah. but like you said, to think about your own mindset, your own self-care. So when mm. I talk about Are You Okay?, I think it's a great way to spread awareness of our own mental health, so to check in with ourselves and then to make time for the other person that's right for them where they would be comfortable. So, yes, is a nightclub appropriate or, you know, a quiet environment. I have had a student before say, well, you know, if you hang out with your friend clubbing, maybe it is. So I'm always open, you know, to do whatever. I guess it's a case-by-case basis. Yeah. 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 Yeah, This is true. This is true. I should. Yes. Okay. No. Look, I'm all, and this is why I love this conversation because I I love, you know. It's always a learning curve. Thoughts, expression, Mm. share ideas. We're also unique, which means the conversation is going to be unique every single time depends on who you are at that moment and what they're going through at that moment it's such a beautiful campaign just checking in are you okay because how often do we actually say that to people and how often do people get asked that and just go yeah i'm fine and brush it off and it's that i've even heard in previous years that that sort of like no, no, like sort of breaking that down, go if people are just... just are you, you know, really okay? Are you, you know, the, the follow-up question, yeah, I think that was... A, uh, last year's campaign was, that last was, year? was are like, you okay. really okay? Yeah, um, and that was, I read an article on that and was like, wow, that's so that's so powerful, um, the, you know, to really break that down and, you know, get get through that sort of instant stonewall that people go, no, oh, I'm fine, and then put that, put that barrier up. And maybe they're not ready to have that conversation yet. We don't know what they're going through, but the fact that you've offered to listen and to be there for them might be when they are ready for change or to have the conversation, they might think, I can go back to Jazz. Hmm. I trust him and I felt he was genuine Hmm. when he asked. So true. And one of the really amazing resources I've been reading up on the RUAK website was the 10-year perspective that was issued in 7th of February 2020. And right before... (laughs) It was just really amazing seeing how much work had been done in that space. And then to have the pandemic hit, I went, 
it's just the timing is amazing to have all that infrastructure there mm. and all that you know, in that you know, perspective talking about isolation and all, all those things that all of a sudden became so important for everyone so mm. has the campaign shifted in the last couple of years because of COVID? Oh, I, I would say like for you and your listeners, like no one got away in the last two and a half years without some changes, disruption. Um, so even for us as ambassadors, so so pre-2020, I, I would be able to fly to Sydney and Melbourne and be a peer support at ambassador workshops so new ambassadors would come on board and so then when the lockdown happened then we couldn't even meet once a year or to do training in person or even to deliver workshops um, in person and so I mean for me I've had to learn to do everything online and that in itself has been very challenging how do you communicate and also I found as well because it's are you okay and like you had your content warning at the start of the show how do you do that when you're on Zoom and you can't even necessarily see your audience? And so it's a whole level of risk assessment where I try to have an extra moderator or person to support me where I'll say, can you please be available if anyone needs to private chat the moderator that you would reach out to them? Because when you're presenting, it's very hard to check the Zoom chat if you've done anything like that. Yeah. And and so that's what I, and, and to do little things like if you're in person, um, sometimes the ambassadors will say for a talk, if you need to leave the room and you're doing okay, give me a thumbs up. But if you leave the room and you're not okay and you need someone to follow you out to give you extra support, you know, give us a thumbs down. So you think of all those non-verbals and just even when you look in a room of people, you can you can see how people are going. But when it's Zoom and you may not have those visual cues, is is really hard. And so that's what I've had to learn to adapt to think of those things like having the content warnings but also having a standby person to say, look, please, if you're leaving early, can you private message the moderator? Let them know if, if you're okay, but if you need extra support, we can try to connect you with referrals to counselling or whatever else. But it's like we just have to go to that extra detail. So I think, yeah, being in person I think is a lot easier. I mean, that's normal for humans. Technology is relatively new to, to human existence. Yeah. But being in a room with people I think is very – it's real, it's authentic. Um, but that that level has really made it more challenging. But I think as well what you're saying is COVID has increased disconnection isolation, loneliness. And so the World Health Organization has said in the first year of the pandemic that worldwide anxiety and depression went up by 25%. And so, and and it's things to do with, um, you know, the disconnection, the loneliness, but it's also the stress of healthcare workers, like suicidal thoughts have gone up, fatigue, um, financial stress. And so all of those things, um, for me, apart from Are You OK, you'll know that um, I worked with Sandy B. That's yes. an announcer at Bay FM that I did yes. a, a concert earlier this year to use my music to help promote mental health and yeah so I, I I took that as part of the why why promote mental health well the World Health Organization has said that COVID's had not just an impact on physical health but on mental health worldwide yeah, it's just the uncertainty of living in this time <laughs> you say what's going to happen next so yeah yes. and music has that ability to break break through and give that joy so I'm really glad you're able to do that that's fantastic thank you and well I was going to say you know music has always helped me through my um Mental health wobbly moments, <laughs> which we heard that um, that turn of phrase on the first episode of Searchlight, and I went, a wobbly moment, yes, 
Yes, because that's all. That's the technical language. Not, not, yeah. a, not a full fall. It's just a wobble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you can you can find your balance again. You're just having a wobbly moment. It's like me doing yoga. Oh, yeah, <laughs> me on one leg. Yeah, relatable content. That's what that is. Um, so you started off in music and then went into psychology. Yes. Okay, so. Did you always just rewinding the clock? Did you always know you wanted to be relate like in music and and went to the con and as someone who else who I, I also went to the con but not for actual music just for mainly tech stuff but nice um yeah did you always know that you wanted to do that? I think since I started music, which may seem relatively late, the age of nine, uh, but I know some people would like start learning the violin at three, so everything's relative. I don't Um, know those people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But for me, um, actually, I guess the funny story was, so when I was in primary school, you have the usual instrumental program that starts in year five. And Mm -hmm. so leading up to it, my parents said to me, well, an an instrument like that's expensive. And so we want to make sure that you're really committed if you want to go on that direction so they made a deal with me this was management saying I needed to learn recorder for a year first so the year before and I remember saying to management of course my parents that's not fair that's really nerdy like that's not a fair deal and they said we'll just leave it on the table give you some time to think about it so I went oh okay so I went off to record a class and it was during lunchtime and I found that I liked it and I was really good at it. And so it all started from there. And I just started to play my own music. Like I would just make it up. And so so I think that was good that I had that f- sense of free expression. But yes. then it was funny when I came to grade five, um, my parents went on the they weren't PNC type people, so I didn't get first pick of the instrument. So I think I got a choice of either a flute or a euphonium, but I really wanted a saxophone. So management was good. They said, Okay, well you you kept your half of the deal so we'll just have to wait a bit longer we'll find you your own we'll source your own instrument and teacher so for the first six months of year five I didn't do any music but then they found me a saxophone it was it was cute my first saxophone had this nice flat dent on the bottom of it and and a teacher and so from that why I'm telling that long boring story is that (laughs) the teacher also did music theory and they really encouraged my parents to also get me to learn music theory as well as the Mm -hmm. instrument and I turned out to love that like I love music theory and so that's what led to the composition piece okay. of me being a singer-songwriter. And I do that to this day. I go to a cafe nearly every day and I have a book and I do my notes. Like I write lyrics, but I can write out all the beats and everything, all the notes and stuff. And, I, and that's what I used to do when I was 11. I used to sit and do my theory at lunchtime and that was my happy place. So Wow. Okay. That's as someone who else uh, got a secondhand saxophone in grade five. <laughs> really similar like quite very similar um that was i that was not my first pick um (laughs) i was on the clarinet and i went i want to play the saxophone um and i eventually got there but anyway the reason why i asked you that question is because you did music and then you um got involved with psychology and are you okay and then you end up writing this great song called matter Inspired by Are You Okay? Was it inspired or was it for Are You Okay? Or? Yeah, it's for Are You Okay. So, um, so it comes from a, a difficult place in my life and I'm, I'm happy to share it, but I, okay. I lost my cousin to suicide at the end of 2018 and so part of writing Matter was a way to work through my feelings and to make meaning of it mm-hmm. but also to put a positive light of hope on 
the idea of having a conversation to help change someone's life. So um, going back to what Jazz was saying about, you know, how things have changed for Are You OK in 2020, I actually wrote this song before all the lockdowns and the idea was release it 2020 for Are You OK Day but have choir sing it in person. And so that was something where I went ooh, don't know how that's going to go because it's not safe to sing in the same room with anyone anymore. But then I went, I think this song is needed now more than ever. And so I really felt this push to go, I think this is it. Like your song, this is its time to shine. You need to to put this song out there. So um, to adapt to COVID restrictions, I ended up working with the Queensland University of Technology, their choir called QT Vox Pop, and their conductor... Alex is amazing and she made a virtual choir version of it that you can see online and so we released that for Are You OK Day and so leading on from that this year Melbourne Group Choir of Hard Knocks are doing Matter as well and we're doing it as a virtual choir which I am so amazed um, that this is going to happen but that again that was a project from 2020 the middle of the year but then unfortunately things went back into lockdown unfortunately for Melbourne and then it just kept going and going and it's only been the last two to three months that the choirs have actually been able to physically meet and sing together because the restrictions had been going on for that long and I think um, earlier this year they could do it but with masks on and they decided well let's just keep on Mm. with the Zoom practice so I feel like life has this strange way that you're heading towards one thing and then it gets derailed or (laughs) Things yeah. things happen, but I feel like it's it's finally going to happen. The the choir of Hard Knocks collaboration, and I got to go to their one of their Zoom rehearsals at the end of 2020, and I just thought this is such a 2020 moment. Like when would I get to from Brisbane zoom into Melbourne Group Choir of Hard Knocks singing yeah. my song? Like so, I feel like there's been these strange opportunities in the mess, which is COVID. The mess that making is COVID. making the most of it. Well, let's go to that song called Matter. Um, and we will be right back with the amazing Aislinn Sharp talking about Are You OK Day on Searchlight Rainbow Conversations on Bay FM 100.3. Searchlight Rainbow Conversations with Tony and Jasper on Bay FM 100.3. Thanks for joining us on Rainbow Conversations. We're continuing the conversation about Are You OK? Are You OK Day? And all of the support that's available out there. We're still joined by the lovely Aislinn Sharp. That was one of her, her gorgeous songs. Matter. Which we were unfortunately talking over in, in the studio here. but <laughs> <laughs> We were listening to her on the way here anyway. So yes. if, you, if you just joined us, you know, welcome to the program. But um, if you've been listening already, you'll know that um, we're nutting out all the different aspects of Are You OK? and the upcoming Are You OK? Day on the 8th of September. So... One of the stats that I've, I've come across that was released in, in 2020 was 87% of Australians are aware of the Are You OK message. And that was in, in a 10-year period. That's huge. That blew my mind. The- yeah, it is pretty extraordinary. And we haven't spoken about this yet. So Are You OK was founded in 2009. Mm. Um, and so the founder was Gavin Larkin. And it, it similarly came from... Uh, really sad experience in his life where he lost his father to suicide in 1995 and so that's where the idea of are you okay came from that he wanted to help other families not go through the pain that his family did that they endured and so it was to champion just one question 
are you okay? And he had yeah. uh, had a background in advertising, so that's mm-hmm. why I think that's why the branding, the branding. Is, is so amazing. Yeah, yeah. well, even that yellow, yellow is a co- very yeah. striking colour, and even the way they've made the card, it looks like a smiley face where they've connected mm. the four steps. Um, and, and, then it, and it's quintessentially Australian. It is. So he yeah, gave okay, him Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, you're right, you're good. Sort of thing, you know, like it's it taps into something so simple. And that's another part. They, they have sort of done a few different pivots there. So there's there was an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander advisory group set up which created the or started the Stronger Together campaign, which was just specifically for the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities, which is again has, has a different section, uh, different, you know, different feel to it, specifically mm-hmm. targeting that community with its own um, podcasts and different material, which which it just really sort of hones in on the different needs of different parts of the mm. community. And I've, I saw the, the Are You OK Mate section, which is, you know, yep. sort of really, you know, sort of like going, you know, it is so Australian. It's, it's it really, yeah. There's even a subsection on the website designed for tradies. Mm-hmm. And I thought, they've covered everything. <laughs> Well, the, yeah, there was the there's the section of you know specific stuff for high schools, uh, unis, workplaces, and even a specific section for or the campaign. Uh, am I using the right term mm-hmm. there for the fly in and fly out workers? Yes. And I, and I hadn't you know I've read that this morning. And I went, of course, because they're away from their families for long periods, and they come home and they're all cashed up, and it, you know, it, and that's a mm. it has its own stresses. And I went, that's really amazing that they've. That the AUAK, you know, research groups have gone right. Who's at risk? Who can we help? Where can? We, how can we target that? That really mm. just blows my mind. Yeah, it is amazing the work. So the three main categories they have of resources are mm-hmm. workplaces. So it could be tradies, but we also have ambassadors that work in hospitality. That can be another environment where Oof. talking about struggle yeah well, i've done 20 years in hospitality and i can tell you it, it's it's stressful so yeah. it's so, very stressful so yeah it's um it's and even in law and fly in fly out workers but train drivers so i think it's great that they're contextualizing the support resources to best you know fit cultural groups educational levels and also workplaces because not one thing fits everyone, you know. It's not not one size fits mm. all, but um, but but having such a simple message that that is able to get through to everyone, mm. um, and that's why you know, you know, nearly ninety percent of Australians know about it. Um, Talk about a successful campaign. But when they go further, not everyone knows that it's this four-step conversation, which mm-hmm. is where the ambassadors come in. That we talk about this four-step, um, but also that it's our ideal. Outcome for Are You Okay is that we don't actually need an Are You Okay Day at all because any day can be Are You Okay Day. And if we were all reaching out and connecting with people any day of the year, then actually not having Are You Okay Day at all would be the desired outcome. So, yeah. so it's so it's powerful that on one level it is such a powerful brand, Are You Okay Day, but then actually deepening the awareness and to making that connection through to support yeah. is still work to be done mm. that's exactly how my mum feels about mother's day every day should be <laughs> the awareness way. yeah yeah just yeah. raising the awareness <laughs> yeah well and i really think 87 percent of the country in in 10 years one incredibly successful like well done to them but it's raised i feel like it's raised the consciousness 
on this conversation about mental health. And it's just having it so simple of, are you okay? Has removed the stigma, has removed so much of the discrimination that for some strange reason, mental health still has. Mm. And so unfortunate because the stats are so high. Like if you're traveling on a busy train, half of that train is having issues. You know, like it's, it's just started the conversation of, Everyone can be checking in with everyone. Mm. Really? It's just so great. I think Gavin, if he was still with us, would just be so moved. Because I know he only saw a few Are You OK days before he passed. But just, you know, watching that Australian story that, mm-hmm. that is yeah. about his, um, how it was set up and everything, talk about moving. I know it's not. Ooh. It's really hard to get a dryer in the house when they show that an ambassador training. It's yeah, it really yeah. is very human and moving. But that's the drive that I feel like we all need to be mm. reminded of, because some people aren't here, and we need to be helping more people stay here. Yes, if that makes sense. And I, I love as well, I mean, there are lots of organizations that are out there, not just not-for-profit, but businesses mm-hmm. where I think, you know, why were they actually created, the why piece? Why do they exist? And so to me, that social uh, awareness of are you okay about Gavin's story, that it's not to make money, like there's this mm-hmm. drive to want to help humanity. And so I feel that's his legacy and that's why I would want to give my time to continue it because I feel like it is just so human and important. That's why it's, it gains so much traction. Mm-hmm. And I love the uh, the back of the card where we've got all these support services just lined up ready to go so mm-hmm. I guess that, that's one of the main roles if someone's saying okay I'm not okay and it, it, they're needing further help mm-hmm. that, that's that's where you, you're pointing them in the direction of yeah it's like a great card that you could either give to a friend if they were struggling to say look maybe these referral lines yeah. will help and I remember you mentioned Lifeline for example at the start yep. but you know they may have struggles that are more tailored so maybe it's financial support or you know it's other things where it may not necessarily be mental health but it's just you know part mm. of the complexity of dealing with life yeah and we do have the business cards at uh, the Bay FM front desk if anyone in the area does want to drop in and grab one of those cards you are more than welcome to do so during you know, Business office hours. hours and all of that <laughs> yep, stuff. Yep. But yet, these cards are everywhere. They're not hard to find. They're yellow and black. And you can order them online. So when we're talking about what can people do for Are You OK Day on Thursday, the 8th of September, it's really up to you. So it could be as easy as registering on our website that you're having an event, having a morning tea. But you can go on the website and buy merchandise. So I think you can buy tea bags, cups, all sorts of things, like whatever you think. T-shirts from $19. Yeah. <laughs> So, so if anyone wants to buy their own set of cards, then you then you can. So that you know, for your community, your morning tea, or whatever it is that you want to put on to promote, are you okay? You, there are resources on the website as well. Yeah. And the amount of really instantaneous support, like within the first couple of years, you had Naomi Watts, Wendell Saylor, Hugh Jackman, uh, Simon who I can never remember his last name, so that doesn't help right now. Um, just so many international Australians mm. throwing their weight behind it. So great. Well, so great. Cause that's needed, needed um, yeah. communication. Now, 
We are talking to a representative from the LGBTIQ plus Health Australia later on about Q Life, but you actually, when we were chatting to you earlier, mentioned Q Life as, as a as a a great place to talk to. Um, do you yes, yes. Tell, so tell that, us why. So I think it's about finding the support that is best for you. And so if you identify with the rainbow community, that Q Life could be a, a support service where you might feel more comfortable chatting about whatever's happening in your life. But Excellent. the uh, referred services from the website is so extensive. There's so many places to reach out, find more information, get some help, speak to someone who can help you help someone else. Mm-hmm. It's quite remarkable. The website, even the um, interactive, okay, these are the scenarios where you can possibly have a conversation with someone. Do you want to do it in the car? Do you want to do it in the workplace? It's so comprehensive. Mm. If you are going to have this conversation with someone, I cannot urge you enough to go to the website, areyouok.org.au. Four simple letters, areyouok.org.au. Now, the program that you're running at the conservatory, what's the response been like for the performance anxiety from musicians? Yeah, it's... It's been really positive. And I, I will mention Are You OK in those sessions to say, well, you know, this is where it started for me, that mm. it wasn't OK to talk about performance anxiety. So I don't know from your own experiences, Tony, if you felt there were certain things in music oh. that we didn't talk about, but you're like, I can see it. it so this is strange. It, it, there was no conversation whatsoever back in 2000, like before Are You OK Day started. That's when I was at the con. Back in the day. <laughs> but um, it wasn't part of the conversation at all. And really, I'm so glad that there that is part of the conversation now. Because, you know, when asked to step up to the mic, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. No, I can't do that. But thankfully, you know, through this amazing radio station, all of that has been peeled away. And now I get in here and go, yep. Cool, let's go. Let's do seven hours of radio. Why not? <laughs> I think as well, like, culture has changed a lot in a, a good way that I think people are seeing vulnerability as strength and I see vulnerability as emotional courage and I think that's part of it. When you talked about the tradie culture earlier and that Are You OK has tailored resources mm. for them, you know, we hear from certain workplaces that they don't feel like they can share their struggles, that they might be perceived as weak and it can also be gender-based that if you're a male and talk about weakness that that is, you know, feeling like you're incompetent and that's yeah. not something that you want to share. So mm. just changing the environment to make these conversations possible today I think is is really wonderful. We were talking about that last night on Sobay because we did the musician's journey for Billy Porter and he has a lot to say about toxic masculinity mm. and and it's it's that sort of that you know male ego thing where you go no no you can't you, you know boys don't cry all that sort of mm. stuff that has it has mm. to be broken down we're, we've got to move beyond that there's all these um you know perceived gender roles that are just so outdated but just so prevalent and you know everyone everyone has weak moments everyone everyone wobbles as tony said you know you got to yeah. address it and and you know hiding it sweeping under the rug doesn't doesn't help it you know you got to talk about it and you yes. know and you yep. know talk with your mates and you know everyone has a chance to break down and get it out and then mm. once you've talked about it it's like oh it's 
it wasn't as bad as I thought. Yeah. Well, the other thing we can find is that when we start to share our vulnerability with other people, and that can be part of being an are you okay, like I shared earlier about losing my cousin to suicide, is that for you both and potentially people who are listening to this, they might go, wow, someone just had the courage to say that. They actually might feel more connected to us, to this show, because someone is saying something that they may not have been able to say out loud before. And mm. so so vulnerability can actually build connections strangely. Yeah. It's the um, letting them know that even though in society we're all meant to be chipper and upbeat, and all, it's like, no, man, last night I had a moment. You know, like when people start at this station, I say, oh, yeah, you should have seen my four days spiral before I did my first shift. And it was four days, man. I was laying on the floor, unable to move. And I just, I had to get out of my headspace, had to get out of my headspace. Um, let's review the music again, review the music again, get ready. You know, a friend of mine said, okay, right, you're stressed. What are you going to do about it? Snap me straight out of it. What am I gonna? Do? What am I gonna do about it? Okay, right. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Step three: encourage action. Fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Encourage action. Refer back to the no. Oh, but, but even going back to the emotional intelligence. That mm. so so. It, I imagine it was overwhelming. Whatever emotions oh, yeah. you're experiencing. And so having someone come over to say, okay, well. What mm. do you need? What do you need to yeah. move forward going with the action step? And then going, mm. okay, how can I use my emotions to help me function and to move forward? So that yeah. that little, well, or whatever level mm. of emotion was saying, hey, like, let's get ready for mm. our first show because it must have mattered to you as well, like tapping into our values. Why do I feel like this? Well, yeah. I, I really want to do a great job for my first show. And it's performance anxiety. Yes. I was terrified because this is something I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Someone gave me the chance to do it. And mm. I went, oh, no. Oh, you've got to take the leap. Mm. You've got to do it. And, man, yes, I did sweat through four shirts in that three-hour shift. But did I feel like I was on top of the world afterwards? Yes. And look at you now. Look at You can't <laughs> shut me up. There, there's a strange concept that I can share quickly called yeah. experiential avoidance. And it's this strange thing that if we have a physical threat in our life, evolutionary, from an evolution perspective, we mm-hmm. we go, do we fight it or do we flee it? Yeah. But we tend to then apply those rules to language. So if it's anxiety, do we fight or flee it? And then we feel more drawn to the the emo- like the positive emotions. And but but to do anything of struggle or things where we learn and we suddenly get uncomfortable, we can then use that fight and flight response to go, well, I'm feeling anxious, so maybe I should run away. And so what happens is we usually feel relief at first, mm. but then long-term we never get to experience those challenges or the things that you really want to do because when you feel that negative emotion, you go, well, I guess like the fight and flight with a bear or something physical, you think, well, I should run yeah. away. So that's the, so that's part of, mm. I don't know if you've heard of growth mindset. I know I'm giving you a psych class this no, evening. No, I'm loving this, it. Is <laughs> right, this is the right field <laughs> yeah. for it. But the, so, so this is something that we can help learners with is when you're learning something new, it's not a cue to say that you can't do it or you'll never be able to do it. So you even adding the word yet to the end of things. So I can't do it. I can't do it yet. So because because any new skill, you're not going to be perfect. You're not going to be an expert. Yeah. So at some point, you will have to feel uncomfortable to get mm. to that point. And so when you feel those negative emotions, that not that's not necessarily a sign to go. You should turn around so you feel that sense of relief, but to keep going and to say, I can't do it yet. I love that. 
have and that, have that goal in mind basically yeah. and to keep going mm. so then you're back on the learning curve because if you just say i can't do it then you go well that's it that's defeat i'm out and yeah. but then you feel sad because you'll never get to that point that you really want to and for you that could be i want to present my own show i've always wanted to be a radio announcer yeah that's the only skill i have <laughs> oh nonsense <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not saxophone anymore. But that program at the con must be so important for people studying to be in front of a microphone and then they, okay, yep, yeah, go for it. You've got a sellout theatre. Anxiety. <laughs> but it's, it's so normal. And I guess it's how do you deal with it functionally because some people might decide to drink to deal with their anxiety. And so that was something that I was aware of is mm. drinking culture and music. And for me yes. it was, you know, I don't want this to be part of – like if this is my workplace, if I play in an orchestra, for example, if we go out to drink – after every performance, is that going to be sustainable for my life? So there's always lots of different strategies you can use to deal with uncomfortable mm. feelings. But I, I think in terms of, well, health-wise, long-term, is this sustainable? Mm. And so that's something I've been mindful of, that, yes, it's uncomfortable to deal with my emotions without things like alcohol, but I feel like it's sustainable. And then, you know, you have that satisfaction that, that you can cope, that you can do it. Aislinn, thank you so much for being here. You're a delight. Thank you. And your thank music you. is fantastic. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. And we're going to play play one more. Yes, we play. are going to play. And um, I was going to play your latest single, Red Red Bike, but you said that um, when you were chatting with Sandy B at RPAC, mm. she really liked the song yeah, Phone. she loves Phone, yeah. Oh, okay, well, I haven't prepared anything on that. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. It's about connection, and that's part it is, of the yeah. theme of today. Absolutely it is. Well, I feel like... Um, this is the beginning of you being in uh, Searchlight Rainbow Conversations more often. Thank you. Because you're a delight. And Our resident psychs. So yeah. Yes. Yes, Aislinn Sharp and Rachel Wilkinson can be our... The two. They probably know each other. If they don't, they should. Cause I'm guessing they you, do. You'll love Rachel. She's a treasure. Yeah. On the show all the time. Yes. So um, we are going to be back very shortly, continue our conversation on Are You OK Day with Zed is going to join us the, from the Deputy Chief Executive Officer of LGBTQIA plus Health Australia oh my goodness that's such a such a title yes his job his business card might have more uh, <laughs> it's business, a bigger business, business card, card than, more than, this than yours yep well thank you again Aislinn and we look forward to speaking with you again and coming up is your song Phone, which is, I assume, available for purchase on iTunes? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Spotify and all streaming services. Great. I just thought let's throw in a plug for the music. You're on Bay FM 100.3 with Searchlight Rainbow Conversations. Searchlight Rainbow Conversations with Tony and Jasper on Bay FM 100.3. You're on Bay FM 100.3 as we are discussing Are You OK Day? And we've spoken with Are You OK Day ambassador, Aislinn Sharp, who is still in the studio. And couldn't is, get her to leave. Oh, fantastic. I love that. But now, Jazz, who is our next special guest? We are very happy to welcome Zed from the LGBTIQ Plus Health Australia with the role of... Deputy Chief Executive Officer. That's a mouthful, Zed. Welcome to the welcome to the program. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. And as we often like to start with our guests on Searchlight, would you like to um, answer the question, how do you identify? 
Fantastic. Thank you so much. We always like to just check in with pronouns because it is a conversation that we've had several times on this program. And the more we talk about it, the more normal it is. Absolutely. That's exactly right. Thank you for that. Now, I have found the LGBTIQ+ health australia website to be a gold mine of information for almost every episode we've done that in any way touches on the health section so you know we've, we've covered mental health before and hiv and all the, all the intersex awareness and all the all these different topics you guys do, do amazing work and you know can can you elaborate on on what your role is there and and sort of how you got into it Sure. Um, so, uh, um, LGBTIQ Health Australia, we're, we're a national health team for um, LGBTIQ community controlled organisations. And so, within 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 that remit, um, there's the range of programs that we we don't do face to face delivery, but we but we certainly um, do uh, work in mental health and suicide uh, prevention. We have the Mind Out program. Um, that um, you know, look at, at um, developing a suite of professional resources for me- for the mental health sector, which is beyond our community control law. And we provide training and education for mental health professionals uh, on on um, LGBTIQ mental health. We know that what the data shows the well being, the mental health and well being of our communities is disproportionate to the general population. Um, as, as, especially when we when it when it comes uh, uh, to suicide, so it's um, you know really important that we that we be doing that we're doing training and education across the broader sector. Um, we also offer Q Life, which I can talk about um, as as we go through this interview, if you like. Yeah, look, Q Life's definitely a big a big part of it. Um, and so, personally, how did how did you get involved with um, the organisation? Well, I've, I've I've worked in community organisations for about twenty five years. The the majority of my work is um, has been in mental in, has been in mental health and homelessness. And um, when I saw the position um, that came up at um, LGBTIQ Health Australia, I thought, you know. Being a person that identifies as queer, that it would be great to bring my skills and knowledge uh, to be able to uh, work in my community. Fantastic! That's um, you know, it's a great place to be to actually go in and do something worthwhile. Now, Q Life, can you can you run us through how that works? It's it's you know confusing with the, the government funding and you guys. You know, being part of it. So, can you can you break it down for us, please? Yeah, sure. So, we're uh, 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 QLife is one of the programs that um, we have the lead contract for. So, we we um, have four partners nationally that that deliver the QLife service, um, and so it's a telephone and teleweb service that's open from three pm to um, midnight seven days a week. And and it's it's uh, a peer-led service. So whenever someone from community calls or a family member, they will they will be uh, talking with an LGBTIQ person. Um, 
So uh, what, what, what we provide in True Life, it's an anonymous and free um, uh, not only peace support, but referral for people in Australia wanting to talk about sexuality, identity, gender, bodies, feelings, or relationships. And I guess in terms of being a peace support, one of the reasons why I think that's important is that um, it offers the person who calls to not have to try and explain what their identity might mean. Yep. I mean, so, um, you know, it, 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 it reju- reduces the um, potential to re-traumatise someone. Yeah. That makes so much sense. And it's, I guess it's the safety factor too. Yes. You can just, you, you feel feel safe. Now, are the the, the peer um, support people on the, the other end of the line, I, I believe they're volunteers, are they? Uh, so we have a range of, um, yeah, um, both paid positions and predominantly volunteers. And those volunteers um, undertake training, um, obviously, before they get on the line. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, we're very grateful to have our volunteers because um, it, it, you know, to to run a service, a telephone charity web service, seven days a week, um, from three pm to midnight, nationally, um, is quite expensive. And, and and we received some some funding um, from the Department of Health. I'm very grateful to 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 the Commonwealth um, uh, Department of Health, and especially during COVID, they. They provided um, additional uh, uh, funding for our for the Sea Life program to be delivered. I guess yeah, the, the demand goes up. It makes sense that you you're going to need more money. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, especially during COVID, as we all know, people were very isolated, um, not only in our community, obviously, but but in all communities. And so having 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 that that additional funding to have. Um, uh, uh, additional um, peer supporters on the line was 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 really important. Now, Zed, I want to ask you a question because after twenty was it twenty five years in working with mental health and homelessness? Yeah. How important is a program like Are You Okay? Mm. Has I- what's the difference it's made in the last ten years? I think that it's it's made it's made an, an an enormous difference. I mean, just the idea of you know promoting um, the language of being able to connect with someone and not and and not be fearful to ask a person if they're okay. Mm. I think so. So you know, normalising um, such engagement, I think, is really important because often people aren't okay. And often people don't know how to say that they're that they're not okay. So you know, um, being able to open that dialogue can potentially can potentially be life saving. And and I think are you okay? You know, as an organisation has has grown, and um, most people know have heard of are you okay? And so that we have the day of significance in in uh, promoting uh, is really important. I think also an important uh, consideration is, is is people actually knowing, you know, when they ask somebody, are you are you okay? And if the person's actually not okay, 
it's important that the other, that the person that's asking can then you know engage with that person. They know what the follow through is if the that's answer right. is no, I'm not okay. No, I'm not okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Another, and, and, and I know, I know. If are you okay? Or, or the organisation, uh, their website has, you know, those um, those potential follow through conversations that that can um, can assist uh, people to feel to feel comfortable um, in 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 that dialogue. Excellent. And I think, especially Are You Okay, it's removed a lot of the stigma and the, um, the, the unfortunate discrimination that has gone hand in hand with mental health conversations, particularly in this country. I don't want to speak globally because I haven't lived globally, but certainly it's moved the needle. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think as, um, you know, there's an expectation uh, uh, previously that people, you know, uh, just get on with it. I think that, you know, as, as much as, you know, we've, we've promoted, you know, the importance of, of good mental health and well-being, I, I think um, um, simple uh, messaging like, uh, are you okay, can, can, can absolutely um, uh, reduce that stigma. So good. And you know, in in your experience, what what's what's the goal? What, where are we where are we heading with this this mental health landscape um, in in moving forward? Look, I think I think that you know we've 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 certainly made you know in the past ten years or so, I think that you know we've 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 made. Um, uh, incredible progress um, where where mental health um, uh, uh, you know positive mental health and 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 you know uh, positive engagement around mental health has has been normalized I think that as a society there's still a lot of stigma that that um, that that it, that is attached um, to people uh, living with mental illness um, so I think one of the key things that we need to continue to do is to challenge stigma. Um, just as we uh, uh, understand the importance of good physical health or have an understanding around um, needing appropriate care for physical health, so too do we need to invest the dollars um, in mental health, but not only um, in invest the dollars for people to have appropriate treatment, but also to invest the dollars in in, in social campaigns that that will that will reduce the stig- that will reduce the stigma of of mental illness. The preventative rather than just going at the problem. That's right. That's right. And I was wondering in the last mm. few years with COVID how has everything changed within LGBTIQ health? Has it increased phone calls? Has, have you been double the rate of people ringing in? Are, are the hours longer? Are the you know has has everything been turned on its head since COVID? Yeah, look, I think I think you know uh, what what we certainly um, I, I I wouldn't say that things have been t- 
turned on its head, but I would certainly say that that people have needed to reach out a lot more. And, you know, we have, you know, um, our data shows, you know, that in during COVID, you know, uh, loneliness and isolation ro- rose to, you know, the number one reason why 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 people were calling. Also, our family breakdown too. Now, if we look at that, what might what might have been happening is that obviously with COVID, people people were feeling lonely. Loneliness and isolation was in our top ten. It was it, it, it usually travelled at about a five or six fifth or sixth reason why people would call, and it rose to number one. So what that means is, is that is that people weren't able to socially engage with with with, with their communities. Um, also, with family breakdown, you know, um, um, family relationships that rose up up to number two. So, if we look at the reasons around that, if, if let's say you have a young person that's um, living at home with with, with their family and an, an LGBTIQ person, and um, they experience um, you know, um, difficulty with with their family members around their identity. They can't actually leave the house mm. um, because of COVID. They can't, you know, connect with their community socially. So, um, you know, they, they then 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 there's a dependency on on being able to. To receive some some kind of support from from the family members, and if the family members aren't accepting of the, the young person's identity, it it can be really difficult. So, you know, hence we would receive a lot of calls around um, difficulty in um, um, family relationships. And the services that the LGBTIQ health .org.au, if you want to go and check out the website. It's not exclusively, if I understand this correctly, it's not exclusive for people who identify within the LGBTQIAP plus community, but it's also for their friends and their family if they need assistance as well. Is that that's, correct? Yes, that's exactly right. So if, if a friend or a family member needs assistance, um, you know, certainly I would encourage people to... to have a look at our website. There's a wealth of information um, uh, uh, on there, in 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 terms of services, referrals, but also um, webinars, information around LGBTIQ uh, acronyms. Um, there's webinars on uh, lived experience. Uh, there's webinars on on you know um, um, a range of issues um, um, that 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 people might find useful such as um you know um why why is it important to use use pronouns so um i think that yeah it's it's uh, certainly not just for lgbtiq identifying people it's it's a resource hub if you, if if, you, if mm. we could call it that and I've joined some of those webinars in the past with research for this program, and they're very detailed. And the, it's great to get the up-to-date current information, which I found that the way they were delivered was really appropriate and very useful. And I, I think it's one of the really powerful things that we've come up on a lot of conversations previously is someone 
you know, has a, a friend who comes out as transgender and then they ask this person every single thing about the transgender community or, you know, for, you know, for example, and it's great to have to go, no, no, don't go and ask ask someone to be an ambassador for the entire community. Go to, that, right. go to that website. It's all up to date and current and broken down and there's, you know, great little snippets of videos and, you know, links and, you know, you can you can get it all. And even the, the QLife resources you guys have are really, yeah. really great. The uh, the guides, which, the Q guides, yeah. which, you know, for people in the, in the um, healthcare professionals to go oh. and get that information, it's so handy. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 we also have um, the QLife uh, videos too, which are personal stories of, of um, um, LGBTIQ uh, people um, are sharing their stories. So, yeah, by all means, you know, um, it's it's um, a very useful uh, uh, website. And you know, I can imagine with family and friends that 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 it might, that, that it might be a, you know a, a bit confronting to know one where to find the information and then how to actually ac- how to actually access services and and how to, how to support their uh, loved ones. But I think that um, you know as a starting point to to use the website as as a tool, not only for referral, but also for for education um, our purposes. And you're absolutely right when you when you talk about, you know, um, if you meet a transgender person, this assumption that that person will know will know every, everything about everything about transgender. What they do know they do know is their own lived experience. But it's important that others uh, educate themselves. Yes, um, it, it, it seems to be a common um, common theme we've come up with, and and your your resources are, are perfect for that that uh, tool. Yeah, mm. thank well, you. Yeah, see, our website is constantly being um, um, updated as 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 issues arise, and you know, um, as the National Health Peak, we're very engaged in. Um, um, issues at a uh, at a national level around discrimination around royal commissions. We, you know, have people in our community that communities that will attend royal commissions and give evidence. We provide our submissions to other royal commissions also. So um, those submissions are are actually on 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 our website too. So. The importance of reading those submissions is having a greater understanding as to, you know, um, the uh, impacts um, for for LGBTIQ people. I mean, when the aging and aged care the aged care royal commission was was happening, we we gave evidence and um, we provided a submission. So, you know, one. One one might say, why is it important that you know we, we have an understanding of LGBTIQ people's needs in aged care? Why why can't why can't uh, people just you know receive the aged care services that any other person would? Well, it's a, it's about inclusion and and it's about identity and um, uh, respecting a person's um, lived experience. Absolutely. Well, you guys yeah. do some amazing work. Thank you. Well, and look, thank you for your time this evening. I think you've um, 
really sort of helped us get a grasp on what you guys do and, and you know, the, the depth of um, the Q-Life service. And we're going to um, have a bit of a break now and we'll be back for Rambo Conversations on the Are You OK Day and Mental Health Awareness. Thank you Lovely. so much for joining us, Zed. No worries. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Searchlight on Bay FM 100.3. Connect with us by SMS on 0468 86 1003. You're on Bay FM listening to Searchlight Rambo Conversations with myself, Tony. We've also got Jazz and hey, hey. let's just say our um, unofficial co host for this evening, Aislinn Sharp, is in the building. Hello again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I. I really enjoy um, doing the research on Are You OK? Because, yes, it's a heavy topic, but it's not... uh, They've really somehow spun it in a way where it's not a downer. It's just a... It's checking in. It's accessible. It's accessible. It's a message of hope. It's a message of hope. Yes, it is. That's what I love about it. I just think it works on so many levels. And once I worked out, oh, it was set up by someone who was in advertising, I went, this all makes sense now. This all makes a lot of sense. And we've discovered that there's a whole LGBTIQ plus resource section on the Are You OK website. So we were talking about different resources that RUOK specialises in to help different groups. And so we talked about workplaces and educational levels, but also communities. And so I was thinking about it, listening to Zed chatting in your interview just earlier, that LGBTIQ plus is available as a, as a resource hub on the RUOK website. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was mentioning in the break as well that RUOK likes to, to participate and support the gay and lesbian Mardi Gras in Sydney and they've represented quite a few years um, to be engaged and... So great. And there's a whole special conversations guide, um, a whole bunch of statistics on the research, a special podcast series, and then obviously the links to the Q Life. Um, so that I'll, I'll be reading through that more later because that's, that's fascinating that they've, you know, really tried to find every different aspect and just fill those holes and find those. Basically, there's no one getting left behind. Mm. There's no one, no one falling through the cracks. So, so if we think about are you okay now? If we zoom out about what it is, that it's awareness campaign. So some people ask me when I talk about are you okay? So can I call are you okay? So some of your listeners might be thinking, oh yeah, I need to call are you okay? But it's not actually a service. So are you okay becomes this broader umbrella to encourage everyone to ask are you okay? But then to notice that people may have different contexts, communities, different things they need help with and so they're helping to then say hey here is a pathway if you need to go to the LGBTIQ plus resource hub on the mm-hmm. RUK website and we we then refer to QLife and it's great that you had Zed on to then talk more about their services and so yeah so this is the humanity of RUK is that we can reach out to anyone have these conversations and understanding that you know we are different and there are different services available. What about languages? Is it is the program, is it in other languages on, on the website? I haven't actually found that yet. I haven't got looking for it. It's so comprehensive, that yeah, website. I'm just, 
Is <laughs> it a lot found, to get through? I found, yeah, sorry, let's well, answer the a, languages. It's an interesting conversation. I'm not sure that it is available in other languages, but I've met people from other countries. So someone that I make my animated lyric videos with for my own music, her name is Anna, and I met her at QUT because she came to Australia to do fine arts and animation. Um, but she's Chinese. And so after, so I, I met her in her final year. I put an ad on QUT Classifieds. And so we've been making videos ever since. She then moved to Sydney when she graduated to work for Channel 9 for a couple of years doing animation. So on shows like the Today, they have the over-the-shoulder shots where uh, you see animation. Yeah. Um, and then just before COVID, she went back to China. Um, but she asked me when I first became an ambassador of Are You OK in 2018, she, she asked me, so what is Are You OK? And when I talked about mental health awareness, her response was, this doesn't exist in my country. And even last week, I met some students from UQ that had a Chinese background where I was talking about wanting to tour my music and mental health awareness concert around Australia. And they had a similar response to talk about how culturally, what is it like to talk about mental health? And it is very different, like the services and the space that's available for people to talk or not, like how comfortable they feel. So so it's actually been on my mind for some time, like how could we make Are You OK International because this is this is a a world a yeah, world yep yeah, yeah. it's not just not just pro- in Australia. Probably, yes yeah. mm. i did see in the frequently asked questions section on the are you okay website that there was a question can you use the resources outside of australia mm. and it was saying they're they're for use in australia but there is ways to to use the use the resources outside of australia you just have to get in touch mm. and find that because we have a lot of listeners on the podcast that are all around the world well then it's it's interesting so to be mindful that all the referral services we have on the are you okay website are related to an australian context yep. and so then to think well what mental health services are available for whoever is listening to the show to work out is there counseling support psychology social mm. work like what is available and so that's yeah i think this is an important conversation to have well looking at what are you okay has done in the last 10 years well a little bit more than 10 years now. The last few years have been weird. But I did think, okay, well, what's the next 10 years going to hold? And I thought, I have a feeling this is going to be a global awareness moment. And it started right here in Australia (laughs) with one man's idea. And he used his grief from the loss of his own father and has created this conversation And if you want to have any sort of example about how one person can change an entire conversation nationally, Mm. it's this. It's an incredible organization. And there's no doubt in my mind that someone in America is going to pick it up. It's going to end up in New Zealand. It's going to go to the Pacific Islands. It's going to... I just think it's going to be the next big thing globally in terms of mental health just checking in on people Mm -hmm. um i'm surprised like uh, someone in the uk didn't pick it up during COVID. it's like we need to get this on the ground now Mm -hmm. um it's an incredible incredible um program and if you have not seen the australian story if you want to get motivated have some tissues nearby when you do watch it yep it's heartbreaking but it's important to watch and it's free to watch you don't need a login for a streaming service it's on youtube australian story are you okay 
it'll come up. I don't know why I just like mimed typing then, but anyway. <laughs> it helped us in the room. Yes. Okay, good. Good. So, Aislinn, what are your plans for the 8th of September this year? What, what are you, you going to do? Are you going to be wearing yellow head to toe, of getting out course, there? Of and- course. <laughs> yeah, I'll be wearing my yellow shirt. But I'm excited that I mentioned earlier that Melbourne Group Choir of Hard Knocks, we're going to release our Matter song. So I love that because it will be a video on YouTube and so then we can share it worldwide. And mm-hmm. so they, they were the restrictions that we had. Um, like Zed was saying earlier, when we couldn't leave our house, that that was a real... I mean, it's hard to believe that was our reality in the oh, not-so-distant yeah. past. And so that that's to further um, communicate the idea of reaching out mm-hmm. to someone. And so I guess I saw... I kind of see Are You OK? a bit like Christmas. It comes around once a year and to celebrate it, that I would love my song if people are interested in singing it. As It's also a point of connection because when you, when you sing with others... Um, it's the oxytocin, it's the heartbeats that are in sync. And so to me, like a choir, is the are you okay value in practice? It's the connection. So then to sing a song, it's then, you know, it's something to do that's positive and singing, it's fun. and Yeah, singing is therapy. Music yes. is yes. therapy. Um, just in the same way as, you know, some people, we just had a caller earlier on, I won't mention who it is because I didn't check with that, but they said they were having some serious concerns. And so they threw themselves into a really intense exercise regime to get out of the headspace and into the body. That's what singing does for some people. That's what music changes your mindset. And that's why working with performance anxiety and writing music and working at the con, what an amazing trifecta of brilliant things. Like... Well done, you. Thank you. <laughs> and we did have another message come through on the SMS line. Oh, yes. Someone saying, such an important topic, boys. Always great to highlight that the greater the storm, the brighter the rainbow. So, oh. it's a quote for your website. <laughs> yeah. Coming soon to Searchlight oh, Rainbow Oh, your social media. Yes. So, yeah, that's that's really cute. So, thanks for sending that through. Yeah, um, that's good, great. Good to have that. We will quote, yes. Let's yeah, we'll put that in the, in the podcast hmm. description, maybe. Yes. <laughs> And we did have a, a text line um, come in, 0468 86 If you do want to um, add in some comments or questions, please do so. Just basically a thank you. Thank you so much for this great show. Every life is worth saving. And thank you so much for spending two hours of radio talking about it. So It's, um, it's true. It is important and we enjoy doing it because it's... Mm. It, it you know pointing people in the right direction and letting you know letting people know about what's being ha- being being done with are you okay and all the all the positive stories that you know you think oh we're talking about suicide prevention it's going to be a dull dreary com- it we, there's been laughter there's been tears there's been mm. <laughs> there's, we've learnt some things along the way so I think that's really important yeah it just because it's a a serious conversation doesn't mean it has to be a downer of a conversation you're just letting someone know that you care and that's a good thing it's not a downer so i just think this is the most amazing are are you okay Uh, i'm so thrilled that this is happening and it's a thing and uh, so many people have asked us well isn't that in september why are you doing it in august because it's not just about a day. 
any day can be Are You OK Day. Absolutely. Every day. Every could, day. Should, should be and could be, yeah. Yeah. And when Matter is re-released with the choir, mm-hmm. can can we please have a copy here at the station? Because, of course. Because, yeah, I would love to play that as much as possible. Yes. Thank well, you. it's exciting that the founder of Choir of Hard Knocks actually is in this area now. So Jonathan Welsh, he recently moved up from Melbourne. So I met him last Wednesday and that yeah. was really wonderful. And we only got introduced because I've been emailing Choir of Hard Knocks for over two years. And they said, oh, did you know Jonathan's just moved to, we think, close to where you live? But I've not met any of them. So I've had a few of those moments like where you meet people on Zoom and then you start meeting mm. other people. Um, so I'm hoping that um, the choir has said that they're hoping to perform Matter in person a couple of times in October. So if that happens, then uh, I'm hoping I could f- fly down to Melbourne and be part of that. So that, that to me, will be exciting. Oh, yes, beyond words. What a... I think I'm, I'm just so um, energised. The more research I did on Are You OK? I'm like, yes, yes. Yes. And so I'm thinking, uh, right, I'm going to check and see what I'm doing on the 8th of September and get myself a yellow shirt um, and get involved somehow. Because through the website, you can get your workplace involved. Um, you can host an event. You can. There's so much stuff. It's not about just about the conversation. It's about, you know, hosting, being involved getting your workplace involved, getting your family involved, making it a, just a normal part of the everyday conversation in Australia. Take that 87% up to 100%. Boom. Get, get everyone, get everyone knowing about it. it. Get that message out there and get these little cards. I mean, a four-step process that anyone can achieve and then you know, a bunch of resources that you can point people to if they need it. That is so valuable and so needed. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad we can we can talk about it and get that information out there. So uh, another activity people can do. I've seen cafes do two for one coffee vouchers. So on our, so I think sometimes Merlot, which is sort of just down the road, they might do a two for one coffee at a certain time. So then it's encouraging you to take a friend and have a coffee. So. Um, and I know as well at QUT they actually had the cafe do two for one coffees as well. So and we we asked, you know, we've got this event coming up. For, are you okay? Would you help support it? So you never know. You could ask local businesses whether mm. they would support it in some way. And so having something like a two for one is then obviously encouraging you to meet and share something with yeah. someone. And you get those Are You Okay coffee cups from the website as well. Oh so, yeah, absolutely. So, you yes. Know, I, win, I got win. one for Sandy a flask because she loves oh. her coffee. Well. Yeah. Yeah, how everyone does. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, okay. Um, let's – I'm going to throw to a song and then we'll have the Rainbow Roundup. The Rainbow Roundup is the thing that we do at the end of every search, like what's coming up in the area. So if you've got any gigs coming up, I'd like to include that in the Rainbow Roundup. <laughs> yes. Please, coming up very shortly. But first, I wanted to throw in a song that – I speaking about how music helps. This is a song that helped me. Um, it's country music, but you know the whole thing about country music is just give me three chords and the truth, and that's this song. You know when you hear songs and you go, 
oh, was this written about me and my circumstances? <laughs> What's going on? So Cry Pretty is coming up by Kerry Underwood on Searchlight Rainbow Conversations. And then we'll be back with the Rainbow Roundup right here on Bay FM 100.3. You're listening to Searchlight on Bay FM 100.3. And we are talking about the Are You OK Day tonight on Searchlight Rainbow Conversations on uh, Bay FM. 100.3. That's it's, the one. It's been a really fun conversation. And yeah, you know, it's a heavy conversation, but it can still be a, a fun conversation. Well, I think that's the, the whole point of breaking the stigma, isn't it? Is to, yes, it is. Know, break it down. Break and it down. Should we do the Rainbow Roundup? Let's do it. Excellent. Okay. Well, look, there's a few things happening. Last Saturday was supposed to be the teddy bear picnic in oh. New Farm Park, the, the the Brisbane Pride Network's annual event, or one of their many annual events. Mm-hmm. But if you remember last Saturday, it was a wet, miserable, rainy day, and so it got postponed. So yes. that is coming up on, it's now Sunday, the 18th of September. Okay. And it's at New Farm Park from 11 till 3. Look for the giant rainbow flag and you'll see it. It's um, There will be fizzy drinks for sale, otherwise BYO food and drinks. It's a pet-friendly, all ages. You can bring teddy oh. bears, have fun. It's it's a... Okay. It's a, it, it's a... And the Brisbane Pride Network do amazing networking and mm. they do the, the the breakfast once a month we've, we've gone along and joined in and and had a chat about our, oh, it's our a radio lovely experience time. and they're they're great so i can't recommend that enough um there's a really cool uh show coming to the cremorne theater mm. uh, it's called 14 it's based on the best-selling memoir by award-winning journalist sharon molly um 14 is an inspirational true story of growing up gay in central queensland it's been transformed into a powerful, must-see theatre production that's going to be not to be missed. Um, it's running from August 27th to September 17th. Yes, so, thank you. Yes. That's Sounds great. And date claimer, get ready. Saturday, the 24th of September, it's Brisbane Pride Fair Day is on again. That's a and good time. It's, it's wild. Um, it'll be at Musgrove Park this year. Uh, kicking off at 10 o'clock right through to 5 o'clock with so much going on. It's uh, Queensland's largest annual LGBTI plus event. And, yeah. And so many services are available there. I, I know PFLAG have stalls and mental health awareness is so predominant at that event. Yes, it is. And, and, and like um, Zed said, it's for multiples of reasons it is mental health concerns can be higher in the rainbow community so mm-hmm. um they're they're tackling it so um excellent glad glad to see that up happening but aislin do you have any great events coming up that you want to share what scenes you you well, here, here to tell us well only yeah just are you okay day is obviously a pretty important Huge. one on thursday 8th of september but i i wondered um something in the back of my mind says is there a wear it purple day that comes up at the end of august yes i believe so as we all desperately scramble on our phones um wear it purple day is yes uh august 26th because I, I know it always comes up just before Are You Okay Day. Yes. 
Thank you so much for reminding us about that. Wear it purple. Still me, still human. 26th of, of August. And it, that started in 2010. So, so many great organisations like Are You Okay started... 2009. Uh, 2009. Wear it purple started 2010. What happened around that time? All these great organisations started up. It's and just... Just a random social thought. social awareness is just yeah, <laughs> continuing, isn't it? And I guess it's the the power of the internet too, is we can just go, you know, connect people and mm-hmm. get all these services happening where yeah. you know to get all that information out years ago would have been you know posting things and mm. putting up flyers and you know putting Oof. ads in magazines and newspapers and now you can mm-hmm. you can chat and you know do the webinars and all that stuff and connect with people all over Australia all over the world and get these topics spoken about yeah so. and of course the um all the resources on the lgbtiqhealth.org.au so much information there and i've said it before this evening and i'm gonna say it again are you okay four simple letters .org.au put them at the end you are going to have so many resources at your fingertips to help have these conversations to help you help somebody else. And that's what it's all about. Absolutely. Yeah. Aislin, thank you again. You're a treat. Thank you so much both Jazz and Tony for having me. It's been really wonderful. It's been two hours dedicated yeah. to our mental health. Yeah. And helping the community. And it's something we will never shy away from on this program. Absolutely not. Not not on Searchlight Rainbow no, Conversations. We're, we're gonna and you know, Bay FM is dedicated to just having these conversations so yeah it's a pleasure to be a part of it mm-hmm. and i'm pretty sure that's everything for this evening jazz excellent well what let's do you reckon? cue the the outro music and cue um, the outro and we're going to finish with joe cocker with a little help from my friends ah oh, oh. gotta love it and it's all about finding the right song you're on bay fm 100.3 we will see you next month on Searchlight Rainbow Conversations. My name's Tony. I've been Jazz. Thank you again, Aislinn. Thank you. Cheers. Good night, everyone. Good night. Searchlight Rainbow Conversations with Tony and Jasper on Bay FM 100.3.